You ready, you long-haired freak? Yeah, go on. Let's do this thing. All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bonding with Mark and Andy. I'm coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and my good friend Mark is coming to you from Hunger live for England. From Hunger for England. Berkshire. He's got the, he's the, got the, uh, the Union Jacks flying behind him. It is bright and early on a Sunday morning for me. It's, it's uh, lunchtime here. It's lunchtime for Mark. So I can legitimately drink my wine as we chat. That's all right, isn't it? You can have a little wine. I'm having a... I'm uh, my typical uh, in my Stephen King red room mug. Mm. Ah, a little coffee, mild, uh, medium sweet. Medium sweet. That's become my new catchphrase. I use that from my buddy James himself. We're back uh, we're talking about the legendary Sean Connery as Goldfinger. Yeah, it's a great film. I have finally seen uh, what is considered the uh, the benchmark for uh, most Bond films, and. Uh, I, I have to say I uh, I agree. This this film was um, a good spoil of my rating. I loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I really did. And I did read the book prior to seeing the film. And a good friend of mine, Gary, was saying, do you think you should? Like, maybe you should just watch the films and enjoy them and then go back and do the books. Because as we've talked uh, prior to getting on camera here, no, I think, uh, I think what you're saying is great because the films exist because of the book. So if you read the book first, I think that's a good way of doing it. And you read this one, right? I read it, but, but a long time ago when I it was, I think it was the first, I think it was either Goldfinger or Live and Let Die that I read first. But, but it's a long, yeah, it's been a long time. I think what you're doing is a great way of doing it. Uh, well, I, so what I do, uh, and, I, and I, I'm going to air quote read, I, I, I download audiobooks, and what I do is and I'm, I'm fiddling around the house or I'm editing one of the many podcasts that I keep myself involved in. I have it going in my ears and I, I truly find that Fleming is really a, really a good writer. And I'm glad that if nothing else, I discovered the joy of reading his books. Fascinating. The movie though is um, it's fun. This is a roller coaster ride. The movie, uh, me... I mean, the word iconic is overplayed and overused, but Goldfinger 1964 it's iconic. It's obvious. I mean, Bond, was it Bond, the Beatles, and uh, what's the other B? And Elvis. I mean, these are the three, yeah. these are the big things of the 60s. And Goldfinger is the one that's that's the benchmark for Bond films. And it's yeah, I mean, so many, there are so many cultural things in, so many moments in Goldfinger. Well, and we'll get to it. He makes a Beatles reference in the movie. We'll, we'll get to that. Let's hold off on that because I, I I had to rewind that a couple of times to catch what he was saying, and then I finally because it's hit, it's slightly he's he's turned away as he says it, but it it, it precedes or it comes after a line that I actually wrote down because I I, I wanted to highlight this one line because oh, I know because <laughs> I was like temperature of thirty eight degrees. <laughs> It's proper. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's almost like it's a crime to drink uh, champagne at that temperature. Let me do a real quick uh, a, a plot summary, and then we'll jump into our, our discussion here. So yeah. 
uh, Goldfinger, uh, starring Sean Connery, of course, is uh, our special agent. 007 comes face to face with one of the most notorious villains of all time, and now he must outwit and outgun the powerful tycoon to prevent him from cashing in on a devious scheme to raid Fort Knox and obliterate the world's economy. Um, so let's we can do. So there's no Russians, there's no Cold War. It's a straightforward, separate villain called Auric Goldfinger, Auric, who's obsessed with with gold. With gold. Um, I mean, uh, <laughs> there's so much. I'm trying to rein in what I want to talk about. Uh, I love the villain. Goldfinger was uh, a great Green. villain yeah. because he, he's when you think of villains and like. So put it, I just thought of this. So put it in perspective. I'm a I'm a Batman fan. Grew up reading the comic books. It's my favorite comic book character. I love the Dark Knight. His biggest nemesis is the Joker. The Joker had no motive except just evil. Just a, just an evil guy. Mayhem, yeah. And that's what I saw Goldfinger. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't make any bones about it. He wants all of the gold. Yeah. Um the the famous it opens up with him cheating, playing, was it? Uh, gin Rummy. Gin Rummy. He doesn't need, because Bonds asked the girl, he why is he doing it? He, he just wants to cheat to win. He's got to win. He's got yeah. to have, he's got to win. He loves money. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's let's back up. Let's get some of the numbers out of the way real quick, just so people are, are on board with this. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which is one of my favorite websites to, to visit, has this film rated at 99, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't surprise Almost a hundred. Ninety nine yeah. with the critics, eighty nine with the audience. That yeah. is a top, uh, top shelf, as you would say, a top drawer. Top shelf, top drawer. The budget for this one jumped up a bit. So we started with uh, Doctor No, which had a, a very small budget. Got a million, then two million, and now Goldfinger's three million. Three million dollars, and the the numbers I saw the box office. This thing did one hundred twenty five million dollars in box. It made office. its money back in the first two weeks in of first release. two weeks. I mean. Yeah. So yeah, this was released nine seventeen sixty four in London. Yeah, wasn't released till December over here in the states. That's right. So you got to keep in mind it made its money back just in England in the yeah, Europe. Yeah, in, in two weeks it made its its budget back. So this had to set everything going for Bond. At this point, they know like we're on to something here. Mm. This film was cranking money in. Uh, the different director for this one, they had Guy Hamilton. I don't know. Do you know why they didn't go with Terrence Stamp? Uh, uh, Terrence Young. He, he was Terrence Young. I mean, it was all about. It's always all, always about money. Because Doctor No and From Russia with Love have been successes. So I think it was all he wanted to be involved in a cut of the budgets, and they couldn't come to a deal. So he said, "Forget it." And he went off and did something else. So they got, got a guy called Guy Hamilton, who. What? Changed the tone of it slightly. I think he went on to have it. They, it I, he came back to do. I think he did Live and Let Die. Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he's been with the Bond movie franchise for a long time. For the yeah, first, well, yeah, Guy Hamilton. And it changed the Goldfinger slightly different. There's a bit more humor in. in yes. Goldfinger. Yeah. So that's the thing. I watched a little documentary after I watched the film, and that's the one of the things that he said in the documentary. He goes, "You know, I wanted to introduce some some lightheartedness type humor." Yeah. But yet, keep it Bond, and I and I really think he he nailed it. And from the documentary I saw, said that they kind of set the standard here for action films, uh, spy films, with the Goldfinger. Like everything after it, kind of was used this as a standard. Goldfinger 
set off the man from Uncle, Matt Helm with Dean Martin, uh, our, our man Flint, you know, with James Coburn. Goldfinger was is the start of Spy Mania. There are sort of Mission Impossible, all these spy sort of gentleman adventurer movies and TV shows. Yeah. Goldfinger started it all. If you look back at the 60s and popular culture, Bond is, is massive. Starts a huge trend of copycats well and i was just sitting there thinking right as you were talking and you and i have talked off camera before my, one of my favorite shows in, of all time and it was it didn't come out to the 70s was a, was a tv show over here called starsky and hutch oh i love starsky and hutch, of course yeah i mean i mean it's it's it's, beg, it's beg my parents to let me stay up on a saturday night torture i did the same over here and, and it's yeah. if you if you go back and watch it now um it does not hold up well but what i'm getting to is they had that blend that balance of comedy lightheartedness but yet like knowing humor but seriousness they would they would address the crime yeah. element but starsky and hutch and huggy bear would have their fun moments or they'd have a uh hug uh, captain doby would get mad at you because know, that starsky would be rogue and do what they wanted to do yeah. and i think they because prior to that Again, I know we're talking television, and we can maybe do something later. But you think about TV, like Dragnet, and uh, over here, uh, SWAT and Adam Twelve. These these kind of famous cop shows were very, yeah. you know, just very strict, very crime, and let's solve the crime. Detective Thursday in Dragnet, Am I but it, that right? Friday, Friday. That's it. I knew I was, well, it, I knew it was a day of the week. I yeah, but it feels like, and, and I don't know if you can maybe do a direct line to Goldfinger. Oh, totally. But it seems like I bet if you talk to the guy who created Starsky and Hutch, I bet he was a fan of Goldfinger and probably went, I'm going to take some of these elements and I'm going to lighten up the, the seriousness a little bit. And, which, and I think that's what Guy Hamilton was doing is, look, we all understand that Bond has got this super serious job and he's a, he's a man of, of, the, of the world, an international man of mystery, but he's going to have a little fun. He's going to yeah, wear his little, his little romper. <laughs> I think I, when I first talked to you about Goldfinger, you noticed the difference immediately with the very first frame when when you see that dead seagull or the duck, he's got <laughs> on the top of his he's swimming in the dock, he's on a mission, he's in Latin America, he's about to blow up a, a drugs factory, but he's swimming through a dock and he's got a dead pigeon or something on the top of his head. And it's just knowing humor straight away. The tone of it is straight away. You don't need the dead seagull on the top of his scuba outfit, but it's it's humor. And it's oh, different yeah. away. And you don't need it because it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> and you you're in a it. bay. Yeah. But and then of course the fact he's also got the white tuxedo on underneath his apparently <laughs> I, I looked at I did look into this. Some some of the lore of Goldfinger. Again, it goes back to Fleming and his World War II naval intelligence adventures and stuff like that. Apparently, it's based on some sort of true story. There was a Dutch. A secret service agent that was dropped off the coast or something in, in World War II and he had to swim ashore and then go to a party where he mixed with lots of Nazis and Gestapo and the rest of it and he swam ashore and then took off his swimsuit, his, his scuba suit and he's got black tie underneath, apparently Oh my gosh But when he does that, it's such a I mean, where, A, where did he get the carnation from? How did that survive the swim and all the rest of it? And he puts it in his button and he's got a pristine white jacket. It's such an iconic look when he does it. Yeah. It's, it's such a great look. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. 
All right, so let's let's start going down the notes here, and we'll we'll just have some fun. So uh, we already talked about the duck snorkel, which I just I sent you a picture as I'm watching, it, and I know you know exactly what I was doing. When I sent you. You can picture. see it. Things are slightly like, different. You're in on the joke. Um, so uh, let's go. Uh, we jump over. We're gonna go down through the movie. Uh, so he he scales the wall with the grappling hook. He gets into. Uh, they don't give you a whole he's, lot of detail. He's somewhere in Latin America, and he's breaking into a drugs factory to blow it up. Is what right. he's doing. And the scene I thought was interesting is the um, he breaks into this office that's in like a big oil tanker, like a refinery, and then that's where they have their office apartment the office inside, which is a pretty smart idea. What's not smart is the fact that they have a bunch of barrels of nitro. Yeah, what's the what are all the barrels of nitroglycerin doing? Like that's where you keep it. This yeah, yeah. incredibly highly explosive chemical. Yeah. Right next and, to your heroin supply, yeah, your uh, stash. Where, where your office is, like where you're like, yeah. you know, where you be, hey, babe, take doll face, take a memo. Oh, watch the nitro. Don't bump it because it's slightly involatile or volatile, I mean. Uh, again, it's fun. We can pick at the movie, but and we will, but overall, just make no bones. This is he just gets really... in, he squeezes out that toothpaste-like explosive. Yeah. Look at the way he does it. He's so cool as he's doing it, and then he's out. And off he goes, and then he strips off the scuba suit, and he's wearing that pristine. And he strolls into a bar, and strolls into a bar to meet his contact. But th there's a really good moment as he strolls in. So he's done this secret mission. He's in his white tux. He's got the red carnation, and he walks into the bar, and he said, I, "I, yeah, I've done it myself in a dark bar." He looks. He like goes to light his cigarette, but he lights his lighter, and he looks at his watch. Yeah, and he's the flame of his lighter to look at his watch, and it's very cool. The way he yeah. does it, it's very cool. Well, he, he's very cool. In the fact that he's about to, there's about to be a massive explosion. Yeah, but look how he comes straight. And he's he's like, very nonchalant. He looks at his watch. He uses the lighter, and then he walks in. He's very. It's a very cool Bond moment. Now, my question that I just, I was again, just comes to me as we're, as we're rehashing this is: uh, shortly after this, he's of course in in the room with a uh, beautiful woman who's in a bath. Is that the dancer from the the yeah, bar? Yeah, yeah, that's the dancer. I thought it was. Karen in, in that's Karen Bay's girlfriend from Root with Lust, Russia. Oh, with Lust. Suddenly nice. she's in a she's in a bathtub in Latin America. Yeah. Well, isn't she just a little tramp? More, yeah, exactly. She's a tramp. Shocking. So, uh, we, so the the building blows up, and we cut to uh, the bathtub scene. Well, he's got he's got an hour to catch his flight to get out of there. I got an says, hour. I'll be on the flight, but I've got a little unfinished business, and I think that's great. I've got some unfinished business so he does he's gonna go um you know ravage this uh this yeah. belly dancer unfinished business and um she's hot there's no denying that yeah, she gets hot. out of the tub yeah. and bond immediately as cool as he is he's making out with her of course his gun yeah, but is then poking. She, she goes oh why do you wear that thing and yeah. he's got his gun on and he goes and i said so, and again this golfing is full of great lines the way he connery does it goes oh forgive me and she goes, why do you wear that thing? And he goes, I've got a slight inferiority complex. Yeah. He hangs it on a hook. And I, I've got a slight inferiority complex. Yes. I love it's, that. It's, it's a casual. Very casual. Just, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not going to hover on it and spend yeah. a lot of time with it. I'm just going to. Again, it's very great, very subtle, clever humor. And then he puts it on the hook by the bath and goes back to. And then he got the even better. He goes, oh, where was I? Oh, yes. Yeah. And he goes back to. The way he does it is just genius. Well, so then carry on with the the the, the scene, Mark. Mark, so he's making out with the girl. You go he's ahead back, and tell he's it. He's back in her dressing room. He's let herself in with the key that she's given him. He tosses it on the table, 
goes up to her. She's just got out of a bath, so she's only got a towel around her. She's gorgeous. Bond gives her a good, good pashing, good kissing. But then, as he's snogging her, he pulls back. And strangely enough, she's got these massive, gorgeous eyes. And he can see the approach of the villain behind, in the reflection of her eyes. He can see this guy. He stepped out from behind a wardrobe. And he's coming at Bond with a big stick or something. He's going to beat him over the head. But thankfully, yeah. <laughs> thankfully, Connery can see him in the reflection of her eyes. So he whirls round because he's a ruthless spy. It's a great moment. Yeah. He whirls round. He knows he's been betrayed. So she gets hit on the head by the guy. <laughs> and then they have this massive fist fight. It's a great moment. Once again, he's uh, not afraid to let the he's woman take, take a he's shot. <laughs> yeah. He just whirls around. She gets hit on the head and then they go for it. It's a great fight. It is a good fight. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I a slight little tangent there is um the interview I saw is the guy who got that scene was the I think the stunt coordinator Alf Joint his name was and apparently the guy yeah. that something that I heard the guy that was going to do the fight with Sean Connery in the woman's dressing room um he couldn't do it because he was a, apparently he was a cat burglar and he yeah. got arrested or something <laughs> the night before because he'd been on a burglary so he couldn't do the role so they're like you got to do it. Yeah, there's some great stories to Goldfinger. It's, it's uh, listen, I love, I mean, I love these little nuggets of story yeah, that yeah. you get. Um, we'll get to one later about uh, Q. Oh, don't jump uh, to Q. Don't jump to yeah. Q. Because this but, fight they have in the dressing room, so they have this big fight. Bond biffs him, knocks yeah. him into the bath that the woman has just got out of. But the trouble is, he's in the bath and Bond's Walter PPK that he's just taken off is hanging yeah. on the hook. So the guy's trying to get to his gun. Bond's completely defenseless. What's he going to do? The guy's going to shoot it. But then he sees the electric lamp that she's been using to keep herself warm next to the bath. Oh, yeah. And it's great. He just sees it. And without missing a beat, he just knocks it into the bath and electrocutes the guy before he can get the gun. And then they delivers one, I think, one of the best lines in Bond movie history. Connery's got this complete this disdainful look. He looks at the guy electrocuted in the bath. He goes, shocking, positively <laughs> shocking. And he puts his gun on, he puts his jacket on, and he goes out the door. And as he goes out the door, look at how he pulls down his jacket as he walks through the door. He's so cool. He's got to have his jacket just right. He's just had this big fight with yeah. his guy. He's just killed a guy in the bath. He's killed a guy. He walks out the door. He goes, shocking, positively shocking. And he pulls his jacket straight. And then the music starts. It's a great moment. It's a great, great moment. Well, great the, moment. and I'll say the funny thing, and then I, I love to watch and see. Um, I, I don't want to say the continuity errors, but they're just little blips. Uh, I don't know how it works in Mexico or Latin, wherever he's at in, the, in a Latin American country in the in the in the sixties. But here, if a uh, Someone had just been electrocuted in a tub. It would have kicked all the electricity off in the building. <laughs> Everything would have shut down. Yeah. Uh, this place was perfectly lit. And I also was like, you're in a Latin American country. How warm do you need that room to be? Yeah, it's why did she why she put a lamp on in the first place? Exactly. I never thought of that. Why has she got a lamp on? Yeah, it's gen right. generally already warm there. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's just been dancing in a bikini. You're absolutely... I've never thought of that, Andy. Never but, thought uh, of that. Well, it's it's sad. It's almost like it's a curse. This is how I watch films. Uh, when Teresa and I watch movies, very critical eye in all the years <laughs> I've been watching Goldfinger, I've never thought of that. Yeah. she's in a Latin American country in a, in a bath, 
she's been dancing in a bikini in a hot nightclub. Why does she need a lamp on? Yeah. I never thought of that. I mean, it conveniently works for Bond, but yeah, it was like the, my first thought was like, it's so hot there. <laughs> but uh, I do this with Trace all the time, and I'll be pausing movies, I and she'll be like, "Can we just that. watch the movie?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." I said, "I just my brain." That's genius. I, I see that thought. and think, well, first of all, it would have blown all the circuits in the house. So, well, <laughs> yeah. Why are you? But um, but it's a great opening it's... sequence, bang, and you're into the music, and then the movie starts, and that music is a discussion all on its own. It's well, great. and also, did you know, and we'll, um, we'll go ahead and probably wrap this episode up here real quick because we're getting close to our mark. Um, the guy who's in the tub, he actually got uh, he burned. Got burned didn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Filming that, and yeah. there's something else that later on we'll talk about where someone else does get injured, burned on the set while filming a scene. That wouldn't be a slightly aggressive uh, Korean butler, would it? It would be. Who would is? Be. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be honest. This is, and I'm, I'm we're jumping way ahead, but Odd Job, one of the greatest henchmen of all time. Listen, he's probably the greatest henchman of all time. He's fantastic. Odd Job. Ah ah. Yeah. Ah ah. Just, I got my hat on. If you it's know, not, you know. It's not, uh, you know. Are I can't we fading out? Is this the end of the episode? Can I finish my wine now? Yeah, let's uh, tip a let's tip a little bit to each other, and we'll. Uh, hmm. Just as cold as it was a minute ago. Red wine with fish. I should have known. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this one up, and we'll be back on our next episode. We'll pick up where we left off. We left off with uh, the credits and the song starting. So we'll that see everybody song. again on the next episode. That song, probably the best Bond theme of all time. Nothing's touched it, really. It's pretty darn good, although I'm partial to Live and Let Die, but we got we got ways to get there. This has been a Touch of Madness production, brought to you by the creative minds at Tommy Twins Media.